2: And have scratchers to scratch There's a playful way you can do just that Scratch with the key or acrylic nail Scratch with the quill from a porcupine tail Use a belt buckle from your friend Lamar Or scratch with your pick while you play guitar You can scratch in a bunch of different playful ways Scratchers from the California Lottery A little play can make your day Please play responsibly, must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim What is the briefing room? It's a behind-the-scenes look at how the criminal justice system works and the lives of the people within that system. If you love true crime, well, these are the real people who do the job every day of making sure justice is served. Hi, I'm Detective Dave. I'm Detective Dan. Together, we have decades of experience in local law enforcement, a profession that we think is often misunderstood. So we're going to explore how to do it right, and we won't shy away from when it's done wrong. These are stories you'll hear nowhere else. Unique, frank, and unvarnished. From the team that brought you small-town dicks, this is The Briefing Room. Episode 1 drops on August 30th. We'll We'll meet you in The Briefing Room. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com
3: Welcome back to Scarred for Life, the podcast where we open up old wounds by looking back at the films that scared us as kids. I'm Terry.
0: And I'm Mary Beth.
3: In each episode, our special guest brings with them a movie that traumatized them as a child.
0: This week, our guest is Terrell Trotty. He is a YouTuber and the host of the Blu ray Tuesday with Terrell at the Overlook Theater. Welcome to the show. Thank you.
1: Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. Thank
3: you. I'm excited. excited. Too. It was yes. it was so cool to to meet you at Unnamed Footage
1: Festival and then yes. get to serve on the jury with you. It's, it this is like this is great. Meeting new friends it's like a Full everywhere. circle. Yes. And yeah. the of to Uff. Uff 666 was awesome. I had a good time. The movies are great <sighs> this year. Mary Beth, better than last year, right? Cuz you're on the jury with me last year. It
0: it was. It actually yeah. was like it was wild. Like every, it yeah. was so much harder to pick a favorite yes. or like pick our favorites rather than last year, because there was just so many good things.
3: A lot. All the way around. (laughs) It was was great for a newbie that hadn't been before. This was a great entry point. I had a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to come back. Yeah. But... Let's talk – I want to hear about your uh, your YouTube channel or the, the YouTube show that you do on the Overlook Theater channel. That's, is that yes. how it works? Uh, yes. Blu-ray Tuesday with Terrell. Can you tell us a little uh, –
1: blah, 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 blah. Can you tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit about about this your show? Awesome. Yeah. So Blu-ray Tuesday with Terrell. I, I've been doing this uh, – Just oh, the 80th episode does drop this week on Thursday. Oh, so cool. it's crazy how many I've had, right? So it all started with – I've been collecting Blu-rays for like – years since i was before i can remember even when i was younger i was collecting vhs tapes and uh yeah so i don't know i just got like an instagram i became pretty big on the instagram because i buy them every week i talk about them um for like about seven years in the overlook theater i used to do write-ups so i used to write about everything that's coming out every week uh, what i thought about each one and uh we were like oh maybe we should turn this into like a a visual thing so over the years i was like oh i was like skeptical was like oh you know i'm kind of like out there, you know, people, I don't know if they can relate to me. Like, I say off-the-wall stuff. You know, I'm a mess. So, <laughs> for me, I was like, I don't know if that's right. So, I tried it, and it's the reception's been great. So, I'm happy. So far, I haven't got canceled yet. I'm 80 episodes in. So, uh, yeah. I've I gotten better with spoilers, because I'll spoil stuff, especially if I don't like it. Like, But I, I, I'm getting a little bit better. But, um, yeah, that's where, you know, for seven years, I was doing just the write-ups. And then, this past two years ago, I started doing the... The weekly thing um on YouTube.
0: So do you do co- so do you do a combo of like new and old like is it all like newer releases, like newer titles, or is it like Arrow releases special edition of older titles? Is it kind of gotcha. a combination of all that stuff?
1: A combination of all of it. So usually cool. whatever comes out that week, I talk about like I usually start with like a story. I'd be having some crazy stuff happen throughout the week. So I talk about that. <laughs> they go into certain movies that I've seen, like on VOD, I try to talk about those. Because cool. you know, like all these things are sometimes overlooked. The, the overlooked theater, overlooked films. So so I try to watch those that not everyone's going to watch because maybe I might get people to watch them. Like, mm-hmm. uh, case in point, uh, Tiffany the Doll on Tubi. I've got so <laughs> many messages for people who watched it because of my review of Tiffany the Doll. <laughs> yes. And just recently, the director, Felicia Rivers, reached out to me on Facebook. She shared my videos and she said her and her partner just cannot stop watching because they were they it was funny. Yeah. So she sent me a list of all her movies. She wants me to review all her movies because of that. Literally. She – She's been messaging. Like yesterday, I was recording. I didn't watch the, any anything else this past week. And she's like, Oh, don't forget to watch my movies because she's been seeing my little clips. Yeah, I don't know. It's so, so fun. I don't know. So I do do that.
0: That's awesome.
1: I love like the labels like Arrow, Severin, all that stuff. I do cover those when those do come out as well. Um, a little of everything, new and old.
3: <laughs> That's so cool. So, I, I, what I love about it, too, by the way, is that like I mean, I guess now VOD tends to come out on like Tuesdays or Fridays, yep. but like for a, for a while there, it was like when I was when I was a a younger buck,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Interesting choice of words, but alright. I know younger. Buck. I don't know. <laughs> <A young buck.
2: laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did okay when I was, but I remember when I was younger. Like my yeah. favorite thing was Tuesdays because you'd go to Shopco or Walmart or T- yep. not Walmart because they sell sometimes edited stuff and you know, but like Target or whatever. And I would on Tuesdays and I'd load up on a whole bunch of DVDs. So I love this this concept of continuing that tradition because I don't yeah. I don't think people go out to like buy movies on Blu Ray as much anymore as they used to. I know
1: I'm a huge collector. I love Tuesday. Oh, like every Tuesday I was at Target. Even when I was younger, like I would get, like, when I was, like, like my first job was at McDonald's. And I was 16. The first time I would buy video games and movies every Tuesday I was there. But Tuesday mm-hmm. was always my favorite day. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, my all time favorite show. I know y'all ain't watched it, but uh, my all time favorite show. And um, I watched that every Tuesday. On 8 o'clock Tuesdays, everyone out of my room, like my little brother and sister knew. And uh, so <laughs> it's always been my favorite day for with, with various different reasons. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> well also I want to hear more about how you got hooked up with the Overlook Theater because the Overlook Theater mm-hmm. is primarily was well, primarily a blog and now it's like a lot of podcasts, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it was. Yeah. So it was a blog. And yeah, so in 2012, 2013, um, I worked at a frame shop, Aaron Brothers. If you guys, it's no longer a thing. But uh, yeah, I worked there and I was the assistant manager at the time and Russell came in for an interview. Uh, Russell is one of the co-founders of the Overlook Theater. And uh, yeah, so he came in. We we're I was going, it was my first person I've ever interviewed ever. And uh, I was thrown into this. I was no prep, but you know, I was very professional. He could tell you. But then we started talking about <laughs> Annabelle in the car. Con- movies oh, i got so yeah. off topic we started talking about horror movies <laughs> during that time though i never had friends that were really into horror i was like the odd man out in my group of friends at the time and Ooh. uh so i had no one to really talk to about this and we uh he actually picked me up one day he got the job by the way but he i remember he told Oksana, <laughs> who's his um uh, his wife baby mama all this above girlfriend <laughs> and uh basically um uh, he was like, oh, yeah, if I don't get the job, we got to hang out with this guy. So it's kind of funny. So Aww. he actually picked me up one day. My first movie I reviewed on the Overlook Theater was Willow Creek. Found footage.
3: You oh seen my God. that, married?
0: Beth? What a good movie. Great movie, movie by the way. I love Willow Creek. It's so yes. good. Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw it for the
3: first time after talking with, I, I think, Robbie. I think he's the Robbie, one. That, cause cause it got Robbie, because it's what Robbie Oh, that makes bitches. sense.
0: Robbie Banfitch's yeah. like favorite movie or whatever of his favorite movies. So good. Willow well. like, Creek. Great movie. It was like first yes.
1: movie I reviewed.
0: So that's how that's I got so into cool. it was
1: was with that. And oh, then yeah. I started doing the Blu ray Tuesday write up shortly after that. And uh cool. now we're here.
0: That's awesome. So yeah, that's did so you- cool. Have you always wanted to be a writer? Have you always been a writer?
1: No. I've always had an imagination, though. I was always... Like like Buffy, Like we could go back to that. But Buffy was my all-time favorite show. When it ended in 2003, I was like uh, a sad little 14-year-old boy. I was writing my (laughs) own fan fiction for the new season. I still have that book. When I moved, I found it. I wrote a whole season eight and (laughs) nine. Yes, before the comic book. I should have sent that into somebody or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But yeah. No, um, writing was never, like, anything that I wanted to do. Cool. Uh, I don't know. It just just happened, I guess. Mm -hmm. A little bit.
0: Cool. So then I would love to start talking about how you got into horror because it sounds like you've been a okay. horror fan for a long time right so like wh- how oh, old yeah. were you when you first, when you watched your first horror
1: movie i would probably say around two to three years old oh my god and that was oh, because wow. my aunts used to watch me a lot my mom was working a lot a single mom so i was with my aunts a lot uh-huh. right and they used to always rent child's play 2 uh leprechaun and nightmare on Elf street 2 was one of the first movies i've ever seen let me tell you what? nightmare on Elf street part 2 okay. and i was always scared to go to sleep oh and Candyman. Those are the ones. I watch those in rotation okay. all the oh time. Oh god. It and, is- uh, my aunts. As I grew up, this was all the ones I would watch over and over. So I oh, only watched Charles, You know, it wasn't Disney. It wasn't Lion King, which I like those. But it was it was Nightmare on Elm Street. It was Child's Play. It was these movies. So as I grew up, I was always scared, but I loved it. I don't know what kept drawing me back into it. And I like scaring my siblings because I'm the older uh, – I have a little brother, a little sister, and I was the one scaring them. little, <laughs> my, little brother <laughs> hated too. Myers, and he got on my mother uh, – I can't cuss. I could cuss. On my mother's <laughs> nerves, I would tell him, like, hey, Michael, go come get you. And I would sing the song, that like, do, 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 do. Yes and um yeah and then like i remember my aunts they used to terrorize us too like they used to like hawk us in the bathroom and say bloody mary and candy man all the damn time so i was just thrown into this i was so scared when scream came out i was trying to take a nice shower you know wash my body get clean and then my auntie go turn off all the lights and run in with that glow in the dark ghost face scared the shit out of my naked ass i was like this girl so it was it was this whole experience that is my growing up. I was terrorized as a kid, and um, now we're here. Now I'm just so numb to it. I don't get scared that much. I was say, these you movies. were
0: literally put yeah. your entire childhood. Like yes, uh-huh. it, was, it was no fear response 1, ever again. <laughs> Nothing Mm-mm, can scare no. you anymore.
1: Unless it's a rat, I'm terrified of those. <laughs> That's the a scar oh. for life. <laughs> Rodents, I can't do it. <laughs>
3: So rats are a no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Mm-mm. So no. Okay,
0: but okay. You said that you were really scared as a kid. You're not scared as much now. Mm-hmm. Has anything recently? kind of gotten to you
1: or scared you? Is there anything you could think of? Uh, ooh, Supernatural stuff kind of gets me. Okay. Uh, like the paranormal, okay. the first paranormal activity we watched that this past of, that f- fucked me up when I was younger because yes. uh, when it first came out, I'm sorry. And I terrorized I'm used to the trauma. I went back the next day to see it again. So when I seen it for the first time, I was scared because that shit moving and those noises. I kind of live that. And then um, Wait, I went home that night afterwards and my, my door was wide open. I was so scared. I remember watching the Flintstones to put me to sleep and um I was just so scared. So basically, when I was younger, you know, 17, 18, you know, or uh, first time drinking, I was a good boy until then. And then um I we we did it, we made our own Ouija board, y'all. Don't I don't recommend this at you? home. Why would you do Yes. So my friend's girlfriend was moving out of this house, and I always said that house was haunted because I'd be hearing shit, right? And then we're like, okay, we're about to move. It's the last day in this house. And we we just made one. A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. Yes, no, goodbye, and hello. We did all that. We put it all together, we got a shot glass in the middle. That shit moved. I don't care what nobody say. I didn't move it I asked that they moved it I don't think they moved it either then we heard the lights flickered and I heard a thump upstairs and there was no one up there I, my big ass was out of that house so I, I I cannot make I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it seriously so when I watched Paranormal when I heard that thump 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 <gasps> and the lights woo, okay no man <laughs> I was like get me out of here so that's why Paranormal fucked me up that was the only movie I, oh and the contrary was kind of that, that was scary yeah. but besides that yes that supernatural stuff really mm, not for me don't do a Ouija. And guess what? I didn't say goodbye. So that I might have a demon. If y'all see something floating around here, that's because I'm Unfriended we need to 3. Say to that Unfriended
0: portal. 3. Ter- yes. Terrell brings the demon to the podcast recording. <laughs> it's like. Ra- oh my yes. god, this is the next Razzin Nest, the haunted podcast. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, that's goodness. Snoozy. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was boring as hell. And I'll tell you that right now. That was never on my list. <laughs> that Razin Nest, I could have waited for that shit to end. Sorry. <laughs> But same though, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I watched it by
3: myself like last year because it was at some festival <laughs> earlier, and I oh, so I was seen it watching twice? it. Heard
1: oh, yeah. you go have lunch Girl. this year.
3: I know I went <laughs> to the I second have... time. Oh my god! I was like, I like maybe it was gonna it be better at movie theater. I was like, maybe because like I was, like, maybe with the crowd because it definitely has like a lot of in jokes with yeah. like horror and stuff. I was like, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and Mary Beth hadn't seen it, so I was like, "Ah, let's just go see it." I oh, want to really? The, I want to start it, and I was like, oh, "Mary Beth, how'd you oh. feel about
0: that?" No comment. <laughs> okay, no problem. No, <laughs> Moving I, on. <laughs> I it, I liked his first movie, but this one was not. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, me too. This one was not for me, and that caught me off because that
1: masking threshold. I didn't think I would like that, and there's rats in that. But that movie was great. I love that yeah. one. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
3: I you know. You, so when you were talking about making a, a homemade Ouija board, it brought me back to my childhood because I never made a Ouija board, but Don't. my dad did collect. Well, my dad did collect a lot of books, and some of them mm-hmm. were um, had like dark magic rituals in them.
2: Yeah. What?
3: What? What?
1: So do you, whip, you you you, you
3: what? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And so I did remember, you ever do any dark magic?
3: Well, we tried as a young buck. Um, yeah, as a young buck. <laughs> 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 I'm
1: just. <laughs> Get <That's him>. <laughs> <Buck>. uh,
0: yes
3: <laughs> even even younger buck like young okay. buck like okay uh junior high ish okay. are you so um, real right um, now my...
0: are you fucking with me for real yeah like, he
3: thought he was a wicked no no mm-hmm. my dad my dad has actually sold one of his books and uh to um guillermo del toro oh wow really like online like he w- he was what's that
1: yeah, the actual director? Gullet, the guy, I can't say yes, his Gable name. The tour. Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: Guillermo
0: <laughs> try. Okay. You see me trying to say I was it, like, I, I, I knew what you were trying to say, but I wanted to see where you were going with it. I was like, no, yeah, I, I, I want to set... go on this journey. I already messed it up. want to go
1: on the journey. He's trying to make me repeat it. <laughs> for a while, my dad had
3: a really successful eBay shop that he would oh. he would sell books for, and and Guillermo, through his assistant, bought wow. one at one point. So it might be sitting in his book bleak house is that what is that f- what he calls it like his
0: Wait, wow yeah I, I, I gotta go back to the dark magic rituals what the f- okay yeah
3: yeah, please. yeah so, someone hear about so this he, he collected like a lot of books he had a lot of bibles he had a lot of um they get offset like that. demonic books uh <laughs> and i was i was like in junior high with my my uh friend that was spending the night Ooh, and i friend. remember we went downstairs and we were like reading through the book and it was like talking about all the things you needed and we went on like a fetch quest to go find stuff oh my god we couldn't find everything though
0: are you just now telling me this story (laughs) oh see here's a friendship (laughs) you had an evil dead moment you legitimately oh my god yeah the next one god
3: it, it, you're, you're right.
0: All right. Hold on. You have heard me. T- you have heard me talk about how terrified I am of demons for four years. Oh. And you are just now telling me about your dad having dark magic ritual wow. books. So I bring some new stuff out of wow. him now, uh, Mary Beth. You really did. You brought out the dark side. I you brought I am, out the dark side of Terry. I, I
3: did. I'm an old buck now. An old buck. And my memory okay. is not as like as good as it used
0: to be. And so it was
3: just like a memory that got triggered because of talking about because making Ouija board. Ouija board. Mm-mm. Oh my god. This is this is what happens, oh Mary god, Beth. Oh, that's
0: incredible.
3: It's just such a good story. The problem is. The yeah. problem is we didn't have all the stuff because it was ask it was act- asking for like pigs blood, silver, and oh. like just r- like all this random stuff. And so we sort of did the ceremony, the ritual without a lot of it. Oh wow! Did it work? Anything happening
1: with y'all conjure? Well,
3: a candle flickered in the basement, oh. and it just sort of like started waving back and forth where there
1: was like no wind. Um, wow! That was See, it. I believe it. I believe in that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mary Beth, what about you? You gotta have some story. Hey. <laughs>
0: <She's> still... <laughs> you have for years told me that you've never had oh paranormal god. experiences and that you don't believe in it. Well, I, you, I don't. You don't believe in it after you had a no.
3: Like?
0: Oh my god! I, I do. There's so
3: many. There's so many things that could have
1: happened. I mean, it's like it just. But, well, it I, wasn't I like thought it went. too when I heard thumps and the lights flickering uh uh-uh, uh no, and that old lady who died. I looked I
0: did research on that house. Oh sorry. So uh, this is very funny because um I talked to my th- my therapist about this. Um uh-huh. <laughs> about like uh, is this your therapist? No, I talk. I would talk to her about like like if the thump, if I heard the thump and the lights flicker. Yeah, there's like mm-hmm. fifty thousand explanations for that. But you know what? The other explanation it could be a demon, and I am not waiting to yes. find out. And she's like hmm, that's weird. I'm like, no, it's not. I've watched <laughs> so many horror movies. Do you know? Oh, I was yep. like, do you understand the things I have seen and the things that I know can happen? If I even get a whiff of that, I am out of there. I don't want to find uh, out. Get me out. Period. It's just like, that might be part of your OCD. And I'm like, good. I don't care. Oh. I have self-president. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fine. <laughs> if that means I have OCD, then that means I am safe. <laughs> oh, man. get it? A- yeah, I'll get the hell up out of there. You got me. Meet- <laughs> what?
1: No, I ma'am. Can I get
0: over the- you just told me that you summoned a demon yes I that's a lot of that's a lot of logical leaps but I'm gonna that go there fucker. you got a ghost you got you a Toby yourself I, like. <laughs> I do Terrell like, <laughs> might have actually summoned a demon with the fucking fake Ouija I board or with the homemade yep, Ouija board shot and shot us.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and shot
0: was the glass. house empty because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think they were moving out yes the, that's okay. the whole, that was the whole thing so it was an empty house like okay that's so fucking scary we were sitting
1: on the floor we were all literally on the floor of this house. Mm-hmm. And it was upstairs, the downstairs. There's like a the backyard Absolutely and nice. there's a the front door. And when that shit happened, my big ass was out the front door and I was gone. I believe in that, that yeah. I, that's amazing. Simply,
0: I believe in that. I'm like, and you know mm-hmm. what? I don't care if it makes me sound crazy. I'm safe. I'm yeah, free. No,
3: <laughs> yeah, I was out. Listen, I'm I am I am forty two years old and I'm not mm-hmm. dead yet, so
0: it's a good point. Wait, nope. I have so many Damn. questions about your dad. <laughs> I know these
3: dark rituals <laughs> and how stuff. How did that happen? This, this isn't a podcast about Is me. He <laughs> well, brought, know, me the, the time... Is he a wizard? You brought up the one time. Wizard? Okay, so. <laughs> He's a The wizard. one time, like, okay, so I, I was, a like, a big into, like, role-playing games, Dungeons and Dragons and whatnot. And one mm-hmm. of the ones that I really got into was the um, White Wolf Publishing, The Vampire, The Masquerade, all those types of things. And, like, the one book that my dad found, because I, like, bought Mage the Ascension, which mm-hmm. was, like, a, a magic version of the role-playing game. But it's, like, it's all about different rules and stuff. But it mentions Aleister Crowley, who was yeah. a real-life wizard warlock okay. or Sex something magic. and <laughs> yeah and my dad saw that and he immediately told me i had to go throw the book away <laughs> because oh, it was like the one time like satanic panic like it was after the satanic panic of the 80s but like he was like you can't you i you can't read this book and i'm like wow. it's just a it's a it's a game but this man has fucking demon books
1: in his basement yeah he had demonology uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow that's weird maybe he didn't yeah. want to pass the demons to you he probably thought that you don't believe
3: it anyway. he's like
1: he's like <laughs> I, he's like you you can't be messing with this and i'm
3: like it's a role-playing game your dad's like and you don't like, no. know what i've
0: seen <laughs> and basically exactly. was like, very, very bad yeah, dad just had like fucking flashbacks to like the ghost wars that he fought in like years ago <laughs> he's like you have no idea what i've done for you son <laughs> that's hella funny and and i'm saying this is like the
1: elvira hat
0: i am saying this with love and respect for your father because i'm i'm very now convinced that your dad was a wizard (laughs) demon fighter or some that's like some constantine shit
3: (laughs) (laughs) he loves he loves to collect books and he's always collected books and he has always collected like weird ass Books. he had a lot of books by Alistair like I think out books by Alistair Crowley or about him or something like just he had wow. a
1: lot he was very fascinated by it interesting okay. I
3: don't know alright
0: we gotta stop talking about this because we're not gonna get to, to okay. the movie and I just, I'm just like
1: blo- <laughs> for sure like pff-
0: um, all right. Well, let's take a quick
1: break. Well, before
3: we do, I do have I, – I, I have a question. Um, sure. What, what are like some of your favorite movies as an as in adult – favorite horror movies? I'm curious to see like I, your what, kind of taste like in – newer
1: movies or just no, any of in them. general? Like, what are some of your favorites as a, as, as you've grown older? What oh, are yeah. Some I of just – I don't love? know. I love slashers. Slashers are my favorite. Okay. So uh, my favorites I could re-watch over and over and over like Nightmare on Elm Street, the Scream series. Uh, I love found footage films. So any of those. Ah, uh, oh, recent – a movie like The Craft. Today is the anniversary of The Craft turns twenty seven today. I could rewatch oh, that shit. all. Yeah, I love those movies. Um, not the second one. I'm sorry, just the first one. And um, I don't know. Those are probably my favorites. I would say, yeah, definitely. So you love slashers. slashers.
3: What What is like your favorite of like the? You know the the OG slashers like the the eighties or I guess into the nineties. What are what are like? What's your like
1: favorite? Probably precious? Freddy Krueger. Freddy Nightmare on Elm. Yeah. Probably because I grew up on that. I watched that so much. Oh, yeah. uh, I like how uh, shady he is. I like that. You know, a lot oh. of you don't talk. And I like his comebacks. He's all these one-liners. Uh, he has cool like victims. He has a lot of, for me. I like like all his little characters that he knocks off. You take him to the dream world, and I feel like he's the scariest because, in my opinion, everybody got to sleep. I don't care how much coffee you drink. You got to go to bed, and this man going to get you. <laughs> so he's 1,000% my favorite. So I, I have I have to ask. What is – like do you
3: have – what? what's your ranking of the I mean, Elm Street movies? Which is your like favorite to least
1: favorite? Oh, damn. That's a good one. Okay, I'm just going to so throw that out Number there. one, the I'm best. I'm just curious. Yeah. I love the first one. And then I'll probably go – oof. I like seven, three, two, four – Five, six... I think it oh, okay. changes, but that's not ranking. Only because, well, I love part seven. And I watched that recently in the theater with Heather Langenkamp and Robert oh, cool. and, and the in attendance. I've met Robert three times. And, I, you know, it's off my bucket oh, my list. Now just got to be Beyonce and Sarah Michelle Gutter, and I could die happy. Yeah, I met him three times. He's great. He's very conversational. He oh. uh, He's very knowledgeable. Oh, my God. I was so nervous the first time I met him. Oh, my God. And I was sick. I was coming oh. down with a cold. And I was like, fuck, I should just not go. I'm glad I went, though. He's, he knows his lighting. We took our little picture together. And he's like, oh, no, we got to do it right here He's awesome. Love it, That's and amazing. um, he's yes. a bucket list item for me. So watching Part Seven again, as recently in that theater, oh man, that was it was great. It was a great experience. Great slasher. It was scary. He was dark. I don't know. I love that a lot. Everyone loves Dream Warriors. I feel like those are the answers everyone's going to give you. Oh, Dream Warriors the best. And Dream Master, I watched a lot. Like two, four, and one, I watched the most as a kid. Part I loved Alice. I liked her character. How mm, she's grown. You're like, speaking this, Terry's this little language. timid girl. <laughs> And like, and then this, and then by the end, she's this badass, and I love a badass female. Uh-huh. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So those are why, those are they rotate though? Because if I rewatch them now, I might flip them, you know, around. But that's what I can remember. Those are my. That's fine.
3: What is yours? One four, seven three, two six five. Nice. So we're around the same.
1: I like four five is five like
3: I more than five six. Is just I Oof. thought I think five is just boring for okay.
1: me a little child was scary though a little gremlin a little child and and then the nun woman who got raped by all them men that's so bad oh scary yeah it was wild yes <laughs> bad 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 I, I don't know who actually what the, i didn't you know i don't was that like the the, the was part five did they come up with that that's how freddy came to be the way he is is because of that
2: because i Think was like why do they so. i don't remember that from
1: any of the other movies yeah, I think yeah, is the last one. Now that I'm remembering,
3: I just I, six is like the most derided. I get that, but like there's something Looney Tunes esque about it that I just find very funny.
1: Yeah, like it, it's I like it's some deaths in six, but,
3: mm-hmm. some of the kills in six were kind of fun. I just think five is a slog to go through. We uh like I I can't remember when it was. I think it was like 2017 or 16. Mm-hmm. I went to um, Alamo because they did a, a marathon of all oh, seven. Nice. Of the Next. movie, so it was like a whole long day. And yeah. by the time we get to five and six, it's just like, <sighs>
1: <sighs> it's too like, much. Like it's Freddy versus much. Jason, when that came out, that was a big thing for me. I was team Freddy the whole way. And I feel like that is a nightmare film. I should be like part eight, because it was a Freddy movie. He needed Jason to instill the fear. Uh. into all these other teenagers in Elm Street, right? So, um, yeah, it's like part eight. I don't know. I love I love Freddy versus Jason as well. I didn't throw that in the ranking, but... I don't know what y'all feel about that, but I like, I like that movie. I have a problem with versus
3: films. Like I don't, I don't consider AVP to be part of the aliens franchise, Mm. even though most people do. I just like, no, AVP, not part of alien. And I I I feel the same way about Freddy versus Jason. Okay. Like it's fun until we get the, the slur (laughs) for me. that just ruins it every single freaking time. I get you. But yeah, I I it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Nice. What about you, Mary Beth? Uh, I think I've, we've, we've talked about this before. i know
0: but I can't remember what I told you. because <laughs> 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 <She's> <like, laughs> I'm like, fuck. Because I, I, I like two. It's the thing of like I've just rewatched two, so it's like, damn. I think I like that more than I initially ranked it, but I cannot remember for the oh, life. What's your me. top
1: three then? That make it a little easier.
0: One, 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 three, and two. Are mine got it okay. Well, cool. three See, and, oh, yes, one, that's So cool. one, three and two. There we go. I sometimes number like one, three, and two, and then I think it's yeah, four, six, five, but then seven goes in the middle.
1: <laughs> got it. I love seven. I love seeing Heather back.
0: Yeah, no,
3: yeah. I, I love seven until the ending. I'm not a fan okay. of the yeah. kind of going down the Alice in Wonderland ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah. yep, With like that, that last part, like because it's it, all of it is so grounded in like reality that by the time we get to that point, I'm just like, uh, I wish there was something a bit more real about it. Yeah. So that's like my only part. That's the only reason it, it's a little bit lower for me is because I think the ending just sort of yeah, doesn't do it for me.
1: Okay.
2: When you want to have fun and have scratchers to scratch, there's a playful way you can do just that. Scratch with the key or acrylic nail. Scratch with the quill from a porcupine tail. Use a belt buckle from your friend Lamar. Or scratch with your pick while you play guitar. You can scratch in a bunch of different playful ways. Scratchers from the California Lottery. A little play can make your day. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim.
0: We we're already So we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street because, Terrell, what movie is your Scarred for Life pick that we're talking about today?
1: Yes, my Scarred for Life pick is A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Woo-hoo! Yes. Freddy's Revenge. One of the first films I watched as a kid and I still think about to this day, 1000%.
0: Hell yeah. So... For to catch everyone up, in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, a teenage boy, played by Mark Patton, is haunted in his dreams by deceased child murderer, Freddy Krueger, who is out to possess him in order to continue his reign of terror in the real world. All right.
3: Mm-hmm. So, Terrell, bring us back. How old were you when you saw this? How did you see this? Why is this your scarred for life pick? Give us your horror story.
1: So, uh, like I said earlier, I do feel like I think I watched this when I was like two or three. Uh, then, as I got older, I rewatched it a lot, like around six and seven. So that's when I, I started like processing it a bit more. I watched this shit when Ooh. I was younger and uh, real young. So. Oh, watching this, I don't know. I was terrified at the beginning, for one. I remember I used to catch the school bus to school as I got older, and every time I'll catch oh. the bus, it'll be the same, same old dude, and he looked just like Robert England. So I was so scared <laughs> that he's gonna drive off a cliff with me. I was like, I don't want to fall asleep on this bus, because no. if I do, I might not wake up. I might be dead, you know? And, um. I don't know. That song, I, I, it's the first time I heard that, uh, Touch Me, uh, All Night Long by, uh, I think it's Kathy Dennis. That when he's, when he's he dancing, and that's how I clean that my room, poppin'. y'all. I clean my room just like that. So every, i be, I, that's right. I love that song, by the way. So, uh, that scene sticks song. out to me a lot. Um, and as I got older and I revisited it, i seen a lot more things that, like, I could, like, kind of sorely identify with, with the, with the subtext, to how this movie is very gay. Like, a lot, like I, I use uh, every time you watch the movie, yeah. I see a lot more of it. Yeah. But as a kid, it scarred me for life because, like, I was scared to go to bed. My mom would get mad that I'm watching, it, but so that's what I wanted to watch. I didn't want to watch like uh Lion King and Aladdin all the damn time, which I did watch those. My favorite and Little Mermaid. Like she was sick of that too. I watched that way too much. But uh, oh my god, yeah, Little so... <laughs> Mermaid!
3: I just have to, I have to interject really quickly because Little Mermaid. When I was a kid, when that, when I, one of my friends had it on VHS, yeah. and I would watch Kiss the Girl.
1: oh On, on that repeat. Boat. Yes. Yes.
3: Thinking, (laughs) wishing I was Ariel getting kissed by Prince Eric. I'll get you a Prince Eric. (laughs) But I would watch it over and over and over and over again. I did not know I was gay,
1: ladies and gentlemen, and and gentle days. I did not know I was gay. (laughs) Yes. I love that movie. I love Ursula and uh, I Ugh. love Little Mermaid. I remember I, ha- I had the VHS too. I think I have. I still have it. My dad rebought it for me because uh, I used to wake up every morning and pop that VHS in. And one morning my fingers got stuck, and I was I remember no! screaming. And my dad came down, had to break the VCR and to get my fingers out. And I was more mad that my tape was broke. I couldn't watch my Flounder and-, and kiss the girl and party your world. I couldn't sing my songs. I was a mess. I was- I didn't know either. But then you, you know, you know. My mama knew. But uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so my dad got me a new one. And uh, yeah, I still have that. Set to this day the one that opens up with the dick on the cover yes i got that. with the dick oh on the God. cover yeah yes, yes i do yes i still got it
3: i had that one because i remember when <laughs> i found out about it i went and i looked at that and i was scouring yes, it i have for it i'm keeping
1: that too that's gonna be locked away Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, no. yeah though that between that nightmare on Elf street 2 like i watched that a lot child's play 2 and Candyman. man those i watched so much as a kid but yeah a lot of things about nightmare 2 i do think about like over and over and over uh yeah i don't know That bus driver for sure, though. I wish I had a picture because you guys would be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely that bus driver (laughs) from the beginning and the end. Looks just like him. Ugh, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so wait, when did you
1: when did you end up seeing the first Nightmare on Elm Street then? I saw that later and at, when I was younger I didn't like it as much because I don't know I don't know why. I don't know I don't know. The first oh, one I saw it later. Yes, yeah, so I did marathons and stuff and I love part 1. Nancy is one of my top 3 favorite final girls ever. Best. We oh man, love 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 that. That's like a near masterpiece. Wes Craven did his thing with that movie. And uh yeah, so I saw it later in life. I probably around 8 or 9ish is probably when I saw the first one cuz it's weird. I saw 2 and 4 the most. Of that whole series, two and four. Later in life, at eight years eight. old. Yeah, no, because I, I started so oh, literally. I, my mom, my no, brothers—they can all tell you. Like that's all I wanted to watch was horror films.
0: That's so. Okay, so, so you didn't want to watch one for a while. You just liked two. Yeah, I don't that know. It's just one you probably, I All right. Like, cool. You
1: know, you're a kid and you're just stuck with one thing. I don't know. My oh, nephews yeah. do the same thing. They want to rewatch the same. Like, let's watch something new. Yeah.
0: So I get it. That's probably oh, what yeah. happened. Yeah. It's just interesting that that was the one you latched onto. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you know, met Mark it was, Patton. It was-
1: Oh, did you? Sorry, go. Yes, no, I met Monster Palooza a few years ago. Uh, he had that book Jesse's Diary that he came out. He was so funny too, because oh. he was telling me that he had lots of sex in this book. I looked at him. I said, "Oh, I'm definitely buying this book." He signed it, and I remember me, Russell. We got back to the hotel. We were looking through it to try to find the sex. Ain't no sex in that book. He lied to me after he put his claws in my neck, all sensual. I could send y'all that picture because he sure did. Please. He was with his old ass, but I love him. He's great. Y'all need to watch Swallowed. He's amazing in that movie. He's great in Swallowed. Yes. Yes, he oh is God. yes, Mark You're Patton. Shout out with to Mark. The wrong queen. <laughs> yes, I, I still haven't met uh the Meyer. What's her name? She played Lisa. I want to meet her and uh Ron. Oh, I liked me some Ron when I was mm-hmm. the guy. Uh, the one that he was gonna go uh, stay with
0: instead of going to uh, Freaky Deaky. The one with that, that, that other he definitely girl? is flirting with instead of yes. the girl. Yes, <sighs> yes, <laughs> his, him. His I like him. He wakes mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night with the light on, very close yes
1: <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I I, I have
3: kind of a similar relationship to like the series as a whole where because I I watched them in in the 80s was when I was introduced to them, like late 80s. Um, And the thing is, is that especially at that time, you watch what you can get your your hands on. And so I watched the first one and I remember the fourth one, um, my my little hole in the wall video store. It was in Alaska and they had this they had. A VHS cover, but the tape was beta. Oh, <laughs> So, what? it was a beta tape stuffed Ooh. in a VHS case for it. And okay. So, the fourth one is the one that I watched a lot. And so, I watched like one and four and then slowly started to fill in the rest. The so, you, you watch them yeah. out of order. And I would gravitate because I owned four. It was the only Nightmare on Elm Street movie I, I owned. Yeah. So, I would watch Ooh. that one constantly. And yeah. so, that's why that one's my favorite. Um, I never really liked... This this the second one as a kid growing up, although there were things about it mm-hmm. that like adult Terry's like, I know why you watch that. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like there's like man ass, there's a little bit of SM stuff going on here. There's like some, there re- is, some all really like kinky stuff that went way over little eight year old Terry's head when he when I saw this for the first time. That now I'm like, oh I get it. But yeah. I, what I the the one thing I do remember about this movie is that as a kid, whenever I watched a horror movie, especially with there's like a villain in it, I would always write down what could kill this monster because I always wanted to be prepared in case Ooh. it was real. Yeah. And so I would keep a list of the things that would kill Freddie and one of them was getting kissed by a girl gonna kill Freddie.
1: Mm. <laughs> like that was <laughs> basically
3: that was my list. in this one. Uh it was like I had like all of it well you can kill Freddy by turning your back on him by kissing him by putting his bones in a junkyard and consecrating like I was like listing all these things if Freddy comes for me me. I know what to do I need to find a girl that's going to kiss him and he's just going to (laughs) die kiss the girl
0: (laughs) like Little Mermaid (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) that's actually what the song is about
1: kissing
0: Freddy Krueger to defeat him
1: yeah exactly yeah
3: you gotta anyway. kiss Freddie! Wow! Oh my
0: God! This is this is the Little Mermaid that we really want. That's the <laughs> one action money
3: I want. Speaking of which, that movie also has a drag queen. Freddie is kind of a drag queen. Yeah, I think there's a connection here.
0: Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. That's fine. But okay, so Terry, I I know that you are not a big fan of this movie.
3: <sighs> yeah, I'm not.
0: Okay. okay. Why is Sorry. that? Yeah, tell me about it. Well, there's there's a lot
3: of things. Like, okay, the big thing for me that I've I latch onto as an adult now that I've watched a whole lot of movies and I have an mm-hmm. understanding of the 80s a little bit more. The big thing for me is that I I it bothers me like especially I think now it's a lot different, but if you had googled the gayest horror movie ever, you would get a, every single time it would be Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is the accidentally sometimes the most gayest movie and i think there's a buzzfeed article because i googled it right before we record and there's a buzzfeed article from 2016 proclaiming it the gayest movie ever and i'm like is it though and is is that something that we should be like I, the 80s had a problem with um homosexuality where mm-hmm. a lot of movies that had queer subtext the whole idea is that it must be vanquished so that the heteronormative way of life of America can can continue? So you have movies like *Fright Night*, where it's yeah, like definitely. the vampire is sort of like the the queer uh, outsider, uh, you know, coming into suburbia and tempting your your young boys to become gay, and, and he must that be roommate. defeated.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly,
3: he so must <laughs> be defeated. Then you have like lost boys where it's the same thing where the vampires are are representing like the otherness in society and they must be vanquished so that the the boy and the girl can be happy together you have near dark another vampire movie from that time Ooh, period like. where it's literally the blood in your body is turning you into a into a demon and it must be like taken out so that you can become straight again and here we have a movie in which the queerness is again subtext and it has to be defeated through a kiss from a woman to dispel all that sort of internalized homosexuality and embrace. So I find it troubling that this is like the movie that's celebrated for being the gayest. Cause I find it, I find the whole story behind it to be kind of eighties homophobic. So I have a problem that I guess that's, that's where I yeah. get stuck behind because it's like the whole idea is this kid is wrestling with his interior internalized homo- homosexuality. And by the end of the movie he is. He has vanquished his his gay thoughts. He has kissed the girl. He has killed his his crush. That is the one that is turning him. That you could look at as like being sort of like the uh, the otherness force of like attraction that is pulling him towards being gay, and then it's defeated. And Freddie moves on to someone else because it's at the very end of the movie we get the stinger of him bursting out of the girl. So it's like the idea that he is now trying to possess someone else potentially. So like I don't I don't know. I just I find oh, I find that whole thing. Interesting. I find that whole thing just sort of like, it's, uh, I don't know, it just, it doesn't sit right with me as an adult.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I totally get that because I, it's like, I, so I just saw this for the first time, like a couple years ago, because mm-hmm. I was not a big like franchise person. And so when I watched this, the first time <clears throat> I saw a lot of that and I still do. But this time watching, I also thought about, I, I thought about the ending more as like, just because you rejected, you supposedly rejected your heterosexuality, like your homosexuality, it, you still, it, you haven't escaped the hell mm-hmm. of Freddy Krueger. Like, even if you, even though you think you kind of found out how to vanquish him, you'd actually didn't. I saw it more, yeah. but more nihilistically, I guess, in terms of like. Even him conforming to heteronormativity. And, like, honestly, that might not have been what they meant, though, because I know that the story behind this is weird, and, like, I know that this was yeah, probably not... Yeah, with that not, director like, int- and all that. Yeah, like, I Watch 100%... Watch my screen queen. Yep. <laughs> yes. Like, I 100% know that it is not have a good story. I just, I just, I guess watching it now, just without thinking that, I saw that ending a little bit more nihilistically. But, like, I, I know what you mean, though, Terry.
3: That last part has been something that is, like, I've changed my thoughts about throughout the years mm-hmm. because yes, at, at yeah. first I th- I did think as you did Mary Beth, where it's like, yeah. Oh, you know, you can vanquish the, and I'm using quotations listeners. You can vanquish yeah. homosexuality, <laughs> but it is still going to be there. You can try to cover it up, but dude is gay. Like I could see that, but also because this is a body horror movie and because this is all about Freddie bursting forth from bodies, the fact that he seems to be reaching through her as opposed to like coming out of him again, kind of like for me, makes it seem as if we're no longer haunting Jesse per se. We're hunting, haunting someone else because it's always been in this movie. It sets it up as like, he has to burst forth from some body in order to do it. So that's, that's kind of like how my mind has changed over the years on, on this film. But I, I know it. I know Ooh. what you're meaning. Cause I, I definitely saw that at one point too.
0: And like the director probably was like no one's ever gonna think this hard about the second <laughs> nightmare on Elm Street movie but too yeah. bad you still made a pretty and I but like I it's see very different from
1: the others too it
0: yeah, is very like, very horse. and I understand Terry like your kind of hesitation not hesitation but like frustration with how it's read as like the super gay horror movie because I agree like that is that is that's a lot of people like making clickbait headlines and also not understanding like context of horror like at all like that is just frustrating in and of itself because this like isn't the gayest horror movie ever like by any stretch of the imagination it wasn't even then yeah no it wasn't so it's just like very weird but any anyway it is a dark horse in the series though like it's one of the only ones that has like a final boy and they i love that
1: i like the changes that it did that's why i think i connected with it too um i understand where you're you guys are coming with it, but I don't know. It was kind of cool seeing that the other aspect like, with Halloween ends. And a lot of people didn't like that movie, but it opened up with not your natural babysitter was a dude versus, you know, the naturally always had the big bimbo girl or whatever. Yeah. This guy and he was the babysitter. And then, you know, I don't know. For me, I thought it was kind of cool at that time, especially they didn't really have that. So it's kind of, I don't know. I I, I, I liked.
0: Yeah. Well, again, like it does flip the script so much in giving us like a final boy character Mm -hmm. and we're following him. And it is like, it feels so much kind of like Halloween 3 a little bit. Because yep, I feel go. Like we go. I love that movie from... too.
1: I hated it as a kid. <laughs>
0: There's no <laughs> Michael. <I> in <laughs> this one versus the others, and pardon me for misremembering, it's it's not as much with like when it's women, like I want your body. In this one though, it's very much like Freddie... Talking about possessing the like this male body and coveting the body and like being a little bit more sensual in a weird way oh, yeah. rather than he kind was. of like, wisecracking like he's not as funny like
2: no I, like,
0: he, he's like really he's really scary in this one like, mm-hmm. he's more of a terrifying force to be reckoned with rather than kind of like the wisecracking guy we sort of saw in the first one and then we see yeah, in the, the first the one he was kind of funny
1: like cutting his fingers yeah. off and like like he was being he was playing with them in the first one. He didn't mm-hmm. do that in part 2. He was like a cat in the first one. <laughs> they, yeah. So like yeah. playing with his
3: victims and just tormenting yeah. them before yep. Yep. finally murdering them. I you know I I like I like the I like the design of Freddy in this one. He it he feels yeah. more skeevy. Mm-hmm. His those those red yeah. contacts that he has are like oh, yeah. really yeah. pop. Yes. Yep. I do I so there's a lot of things I think I think structurally this film does really well. I love the idea of taking it into more of a possession film mm-hmm. um, from the, from like yeah. the first one where it's like in your dreams. And now it's like, it is, it's literally like an exorcism film. Like he is possessed yeah. by Freddy, And I like that it incorporates the body horror aspect of it. Like there's, there's a lot of things for on a structural level, I think are really fascinating with this one, yeah. particularly since it was like a hard left turn from the first, from the first film. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I, I do feel like, especially watching it now, I feel like someone fed in, a bunch of Nightmare on Elm Street scripts, and then an AI spit out the script because there's a lot of weird <laughs> wow. things about this movie that I just mm-hmm. like. There's there's some there's some filmmaking things in here that just sort of wow me. Like the fact that Nightmare on Elm Street is supposed to be set in Ohio, and we have palm trees in the <laughs> desert. In Ohio, you know, normal (laughs) Ohio set dressing. I love the opening. We're on a bus, and there's palm trees. I also love the very end. It says Springwood indiana is the bus i'm like where is this set because i'm pretty sure that we've established that it's springwood ohio and oh. nothing about this is is telling me ohio we're driving off into a desert
1: which does not exist in ohio
3: it was a dream though i think it was, that was, it was a, a dream. dream i
0: think it was a dream it was a though. dream
1: yeah. you're being too shady you're being a shady buck tonight <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. my notes my
3: notes about this movie last night was i was watching it, it was a lot of, there's
1: a lot there's a, you lot, had a lot of, of things shade. to say okay you yeah. had some oh, thoughts.
0: Oh man, I mean, like <laughs> it's definitely really weird because I mean, like the exploding parakeets <laughs> are yes. kind of bizarre, mm-hmm. and like I, the first death are- of the movie are two
3: parakeets. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, actually. And it's only, th- and it's thirty minutes into the movie before the first death, and it is a pair of parakeets, and then it's nothing until
1: the, the coach. Why do you <laughs> <and them. laughs> The coach. Yeah, are right. I think so. Yeah, the coach. And then it was Ron died. But this then one the people like, isn't at the, as much of a slasher had the dogs. Remember the dogs? Y'all like the dogs?
3: <laughs> the dogs are creepy with the yeah, children's voice.
0: Oh, oh, God. Remember but the like, dogs? The, this one, to me, is not as much of a slat. It doesn't start as a slasher. It is like a no. possession film. And then yeah, it is. But yep. It's so weird because it's like a possession film. It's more like trying to be this kind of psychological examination of this kid but like in a very clunky way like I think they're trying to like look we got we're really getting into the mind of a gay teenager and you're like Mm -hmm. I I don't I don't think you are but I guess maybe you thought in the 80s that was what a gay teenager was like but it it but then it takes a sharp left when it becomes like a massacre which is so it's so wild how it starts out as this kind of like weird emotional movies like serial killer movie almost rather than us like a slasher per se if that makes sense and then hard left turn at the pool party where all of a sudden it's just like every person has been murdered by freddy krueger running around and like Laughing at teenagers. It's like it's you're it's live just...
1: in the party up. I remember them looking <laughs> bored. They were just sitting around. You had Lisa like, Oh, I should go see Jesse, but I can't leave the party. I'm like, bitch, you just sitting there doing nothing but putting your feet in the water. You look bored as hell. And you got the other guy trying to talk to the other chick, the chick that was there. She's like, Leave me alone. Like, they look bored and unhappy. It wasn't a happy party. And then the hot dogs I dude made were burnt. I don't know if that was reminiscent of Freddie, but they had burnt hot dogs and hamburgers. I would not be eating that. Uh, I don't know. That party was whack. So uh Freddy oh, Like burnt. Up. You don't like burnt don't hot like dogs? I like burnt hot dogs. Oh my you God. Do? The black, get them, get you them like, all oh, seared, well, get them
3: black and blistered and just pop them. Really? That is the best. So you like the Freddy Dongs. Okay. I,
1: I do <laughs> like the Freddy Dongs. Give me those Freddy Dongs. Yes, period.
0: Okay. Turn up. Put a little I, bit I, of mustard like- on it. Oh, Perfect. I
1: love mustard. Mm,
0: oh, mm, mm. my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh I sorry, Mary Beth. <laughs> incredible. Absolutely incredible.
3: Here's the thing I was thinking of last night. I was like, boy, mm-hmm. Meryl Streep had a busy year in 1985. She did plenty. She did Out of Africa. And she also played Lisa in this
1: movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, Meryl Streep?
2: I don't get <laughs> the joke. She looks like
1: Meryl Streep.
3: She, she
2: looks
1: must, like Meryl Streep.
0: Yeah. with she red does. hair
1: she does a little bit is she related she to looks, her what's her
0: name deborah no, meyer
1: she not no, no, no. they're not related kim, but kim they Myers. look kim meyer sorry they, i kept
0: thinking that i'm like it's meryl it's, it's meryl sister. it's meryl
1: i'm you
3: know this is why she needs to have gotten an oscar at this point because she is impersonating <laughs> an actress playing a character oh my god <laughs> like this is meryl like all my notes like i i totally forgot their name was lisa because i just kept writing meryl meryl, meryl. <laughs>
2: it's oh, meryl that's, that's
3: funny i'm telling you it, she looks like meryl <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh kim
1: yep it's true and
0: the flirting was so bad between the two of Oh yeah them. they had no
1: chemistry in my opinion absolutely no no chemistry Zero. even when she walked no everything they did a the little lunch they had when she walked in she put her hand by that probe game at the in the closet bringing that book and they had a little moment uh-uh that didn't and even that kiss was like they tried it like it was Ooh, i mean how many takes huh? it took
0: because it wasn't a good kiss, kiss. oh not good i
1: didn't believe it at all no, no. that wouldn't also, have cured like- me from nothing
0: <laughs> i'm sorry
1: <laughs> not that kiss <laughs> not oh, meryl
3: God. meryl's not gonna not <laughs> do meryl. it
2: straight mm-hmm.
0: like also just like she comes in and she's like what's that like pulls a diary off the shelf i don't like yeah it was just, like, she so did nosy like, ass nosy. girl he's
1: like, helping him clean <laughs> and you dig it through his shit
0: like right? that I wish they had just kept them as a, I like, guess, friends, because like it was they just were so bad. Be- like it was just like, ugh. I I like it better when he's with his buddy, his, Me his too, hot buddy. Ron. But- they had more chemistry. <laughs> they had, they, had more
3: they chemistry. did. Yeah. Fellas, they had way more chemistry. To, like wrestle with the hotshot baseball, you know, star until You're your are come down and show you his your, booty your out. Uh-huh. Just the booty. Just the Why booty. Why is he? I don't. Ha- I don't understand. I like, I get why sports people will wear sports people will wear <laughs> a jock, a jock, but like it's to put a cup and when we see a brief shot of that yeah. front side, that is cloth. That ain't protecting you from no ball. Why are you wearing a jock strap? <laughs> yeah. That's I what mean, I want to
0: I don't have any answers for you. I'm so sorry.
3: I also, I'm confused about the relationships here because it sounds as if he is a new person to the school do Jesse? all new people yeah because like okay. he just moved in when he talks to to uh to Grady his boyfriend he's like he's like yeah we just bought that house my parents just moved in we bought the house it's been vacant for five years do people go to the school do they just get automatically signed a girlfriend is Meryl like his his girlfriend because I'm like I don't understand how they're all of a sudden seemingly dating from the opening start but the dad doesn't know that, he, that there's a girl showing up to the house they've literally just been there for two
1: days I'm like what they were dating. I don't what remember is, that. I think they, are they in, like a dating? Dating
0: in the I don't oh. think. I think they just hung no, out. there's like she friends. came over like, to see how she, he
1: was doing, and it was just a new kid, and she just took it. A, I guess an attraction to him. I didn't get the. I, I don't think because they were neighbors, but, okay.
0: and she was yeah. yeah like, that was it was her ride to school because they were neighbors, yep. and he had a car. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that they were friends ago.
1: Or... <laughs> Shh.
0: Sh- 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 you to the find 80s something wrong. it's the 80s everyone's <laughs> Were you like you that friendly in the 80s friends. i was a little Every, baby i didn't know but everyone in the 80s when they moved moved it next door to someone exactly their age of their exact sexual <laughs> attraction and they yeah. became friends instantly that is how oh, they assigned a lot of movies are like that
1: a lot of them in the exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot yep mm-hmm Oh my
0: god! Oh, this, <laughs> this movie. I mean, like, look. I totally get it. It's definitely homophobic, but I just choose to interpret it as like. It just feels more to me like he he's being punished for hiding it, and that Freddie isn't necessarily because I guess Terry, you saying like Freddie is the homo is like kind of like monstrous homosexuality, like represents mm-hmm. that. Because yeah, I thought he was
1: trying to help see, him come out of that. I think Robert England even said that in a Q and A or something along those lines that. He was trying to help him come to with what his true desires were, I guess, in a sense of so being he kills with him. the people that because, he loves. I don't know. Well, I get what you're yeah, saying because sh- no, because he up. went to run. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, Freddie. It's Freddie though. He a demon. He's possessed.
0: He gonna kill all these
1: people. He almost killed his sister. He loves
0: his it's sister just, too. Yeah, I get it, you. It feels more like it's like puni- it's it's punishment and it's it's fucked up, but it's like punishment for hi- like internalizing your own sexuality and trying to fight it. And this is kind of like the toxicity that appears when you try to hide who you truly are and what happens. And like, and that, and in turn, like that internalized kind of homophobia and that self-hatred manifests as violence. So if you are like, you know, Freddie's all about fear. So if you're the thing you're scared of the most is yourself and your own desire, then he makes you scared of yourself and turns you into the monster you think you are. And, that is very obviously can be very easily interpreted as homophobia 100% but and guess that just in seeing this I see it so much as like the to- toxicity manifesting from hiding who you are I I get that
3: and I, I could yeah. see reading of that but then also like the fact that a straight kiss vanqu- vanqu- vanquishes, vanquishes those feelings yeah. like I, I don't know but, I just and
0: again and again, like but it didn't a ni- though, the, because it's like still nihil- if, it it's didn't- ni- if it's the nihilistic ending, then it follows in that those footsteps of like he's still he he thought that a kiss would free him, but, but actually that because heterosexual it's still, kiss he is still in the hell and in that mm-hmm. dream hellscape with Freddie. Yep. Exactly.
1: I don't Facts. know, that's how
0: I read it, but I see yours too, I don't know, movies. <laughs> They're complicated and we can <laughs> And weird. And this oh, and again, this is the 80s. It's not going to have good. It's not going to have perfect. And and we all know, like, the story behind it is kind yes, of. Yes,
1: yeah. It's a whole, yeah. Not so, good either. Yeah.
0: So it's one of those movies that's just like, ah. Uh, um, yeah, that makes you make that exact noise when you, you like it, but understand that it is problematic in nature and existence.
3: I do love that we have Dawn's Place. The S&M club
1: Ah, that we go to. And he had a dream he went to. He was at the gay club. So, okay.
3: That's actually a good, that's that's a good point that I want to bring up. So do you think people see Freddie or do you think they see Jesse standing there with Freddie's club? Oh, good
0: question. Good
1: question. Oh, uh, because that happens a few times where he has the glove, he looks in the mirror, and he sees Freddy in the mirror, but it's really him holding that glove. That and he's a couple always times, covered in blood. And when he has he all the blood someone. on him. Remember, he ran to Lisa, he's like, Oh, there's blood on my hands. This blood is on my hands. I don't even know how he got out that room because the mom and dad were on the outside when he killed Mr. Ron Grady. And then, how did he get out? They jump out, maybe jump out the window. You he jumped out the scene? window. He had jumped, mm-hmm. okay, jump out the window. Yeah, he climb climbs river. out the
3: window with everyone trying to break into the room for sure.
1: But I get you, so like, I wonder. I, they probably see him. Wait, that's what I was wondering. Because Freddie didn't physically come out until that pool party scene, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember right, yeah. So it's, they probably saw him, but he saw Freddie because Freddy's the one trying to possess and come to through him. And so that's right? that's kind of why, like, I don't. I was, I
3: was. So you, you said you know in the dream with with Don's place, but I think that was real life because I think he is maybe sleepwalking, maybe that kind of thing is going on there, but. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense to me that he would show up at this place, then show up at the at the high school, and then kill the high school teacher, and then be found wandering naked. Like it it doesn't it doesn't completely add up if that was just a dream. And so I'm-I have just this watch was the first time I started thinking. I was like, wait, do people just see Jesse there? Is Freddy just like fucking him over? And and it's actually whenever Freddie is chasing someone, it's it's really inside Jesse's body? Like I that kind of made me start questioning things.
0: I did too, because I was thinking that, especially in the pool scene when he mm-hmm. is like running at everybody, I was like, "Wait a second, who are we? Who are we actually seeing?" Because I, because because he has that whole revelation that like Jesse has that revelation that's like, "I've been killing people." Like he's been making yeah. me kill people. Yep. So I kind of saw it as, for a lot of the time, it was like people were seeing him, and that's why I the I would I, I forgot how it ended. This, when I was watching it this time, I'm like, wait a second, yeah. does he really like this? If he did, but if he did all of it and he's back, then maybe he didn't. Cause I feel like he wouldn't, like, if he was a mass murderer, they wouldn't have, like, let him out of whatever place uh-huh. they would have I know, just so go quickly. back to
1: civilization, like, nothing happened. And,
0: like, I know <laughs> it's like a dream at the end, I guess, too. And, like, mm-hmm. that might be, like, his own dream of, like, he didn't actually get arrested and put in jail forever. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of thought that. Until the end when she sees him as Freddy. Maybe.
1: I don't know. I That's just like how different this movie is too, because part three goes right back to the shenanigans, and he gets he comes more yeah. characteristic in this next one. You get Heather back uh, as Nancy. Uh, she dies in that one. I was so so bummed when I was younger. She so was like, "Oh no, he took her out." And then you have the new characters, and they go on to four. And he just gets more camped up as it goes. So mm-hmm. yeah, so this is definitely the diff, very very different and dark. And the more we talk about it, you can see different vibes and different different you know twists and turns that this took this movie took and um no matter how chaotic it is i don't know I, I i like part two but he gets back to his campy ways which i love he like sure i love my friend welcome to primetime, bitch it's my favorite uh <laughs> he has some really cool kills and dream warriors uh they're all great too i met i almost met all of them i get them all this time My blu-ray um like kevin sagos who plays um the one, uh, what the fuck is his name in that movie? Anyways, I heard his hand, a sinister creature crying. I feel bad. I never knew my own strength. I remember I shook his hand and he screamed. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad. He was like, oh, you got a grip. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was slightly nervous because he was one of my favorites as a kid. And, because uh, he didn't give a fuck. He was like, I was trying to sleep. You bringing me to your dreams. Like, uh, he was great. And then I met Tarin, the one who played Tarin. She's super nice. Oh, she was, yeah. Remember she was counting her money. She's trying to get her coin. I was like, okay, girl, just sign this Blu ray. You can go to watch your business. But she was super nice. Yeah, I don't know. I almost met all the Dream Warriors. So I can't wait to, uh, to meet the rest. But yeah,
3: that's amazing. I, oh, yeah. I love Freddie.
1: <laughs> so i i I do love
3: when we actually get them. I love the kind of mm-hmm. set pieces of the the, the murders. Not I think the the pool party is a little, eh. But I like I like Grady's death, and I really like the um, I like Grace too. Yep. Schneider's. I like I like the way it's set up because it definitely pulls in the whole S and M vibe. Where yep. he's like getting dragged down yep. with with uh and tied up to the wall, and I'm like, this yep. is why you need a safe word.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, yes, very much safe word. Did y'all like that movie? Oh my god, <laughs> I liked it overall, but damn, I was who it was late too. We talked about this during oh. the jury, but I mean, <laughs> I my favorite
3: part of that movie was when I heard you go. Oh Lord. Oh, yeah. oh
0: she she's just <laughs> <seeing it laughs> in her mouth. I was like, oh my god. Everybody, this is a movie we watched at the Unnamed Footage Festival <laughs> yes. called Safe Word.
1: six 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 Safe Word. That's a good movie, though. I, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But
3: so yeah, so I like I like the I like the teacher's death. And then I think Grady's death is is fantastic. The body horror of that scene, I, I do think is is really good, where it just like Freddie is. Bursting out of of Jesse's stomach, and yep. the way
1: oh that was the good. Shot,
3: yep, the shot when Freddie stands up and the skin just sort of falls off like he's a snake, and he's just molted, and yep. Jesse's yes. skin like sort of slides off of him is such a great a great moment. Yep, I love that moment. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's the thing. Like this 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 movie has so many incredible moments in it. It's just like the writing is sloppy. I think is what it comes down to. I think the writer did not really know. I think he intended to do something and it was very sloppy, but he wrote some really cool kill sequences. And it's just like a very strange, it's just like a very strange franchise entry, but I love it. Yeah. Like, look, every franchise has that weird dark horse entry that you're like, the hell is that? Yeah. And that's, I feel like that, I know that like a lot of the other ones are goofy, but they're still kind of more in line with what Nightmare on Elm Street's kind of like whole thing is. And this one is the dark horse and... I don't know. I still like it. I like the well, Dark Forces. So <laughs> I think part of the
3: problem with the the script though is that it literally came out less than a year after the first one premiered, mm-hmm. oh, and so like that's right because eighty four like, was
1: the first. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was November,
3: November eighteenth. I want to say of like it was is mid November for. The first one, and it was the November first for the second one. So it was not oh even God. it was not even a wow. 4 year turnaround. It's sort of like a Scream two situation where they turned yep. it around like super Scream quick. Five and
1: six.
0: Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
3: Um. So I, I think that that might be part of the problem. I also so one of Terrell one of the one of the like shining stars of our podcast the one that mm-hmm. we love is Christopher Young. Christopher Young is a composer, and okay. he has like composed. So many movies that have that we have talked yes. about. We talked about recently. Copycat. He composed music to that. Oh, a Dutch. I listened to that. Yeah, he composed yep. the music to um, Urban Legend, which is an episode we have oh, coming love out. Um, he composed this one. He composed like um, wow. I'm trying to think of what else. What Hellraiser. else he composed? But like Hellraiser, Hellraiser the first right? one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yes. and the second one, Hellraiser two. I believe he also did. Um yes, he's done he did. Sinister. He's de- he did the Grudge. The Grudge was. He's from *Scream*
1: Keller. Oh, okay. Yep.
3: I love Which that is one also too. another episode or movie we've covered on the podcast. Oh, you did.
1: Oh, I gotta find uh-huh. that one.
3: Uh oh, I'm scared. Um, Your
1: face. You didn't like that one?
3: What? No, I love the Grudge. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. no. <laughs> Sorry, no. no um, Shady but no. I love, no. Oh, okay, <laughs> I love. I actually love the Grudge. I think the Grudge oh, okay, is a lot okay. of fun. But like <laughs> *Neighborhood* Street Two. Um, an episode of The Twilight Zone, Invaders from Mars, The Trick or Treat, the the nineteen eighties one, not Trick or Treat. Um, okay, Hellraiser, Flowers in the Attic, Hellbound, like Hellraiser Two, The Fly Two. Um,
0: Jesus, he has really done. Damn, I think has a
3: catalog. He has a The Dark nice. Half, Tales from the Hood. Oh, I the love that! Oh,
1: Hell yeah, that one oh, scared me great. too. Those little puppets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, the wraparound that guy. Ooh, I remember that as a kid. Like. This dude is like
3: the soundtrack of my like childhood into teens. Yeah. Like all of the movies that I would watch over and over again. And he's still—I mean, he's still working today. He did Sinister. He did Drag mm-hmm. Me to Hell. Um, he's doing oh, some dude. Apple TV show right now. Like okay. he did the the Pet Cemetery remake. Oh, I forgot oh, about Lord. that movie.
1: Oh wow, he's done a <laughs> yeah. lot. He has. I didn't like that one. Com- <laughs> oh
3: Sorry. i do i'm a huge fan of the remake i'm a the remake i like oh. the remake
1: all right y'all mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like
3: a composer for 132 movies and a lot of horror movies. wow
0: wow that's a,
1: the whoa wow
2: that's and great tv that movies and tv he's been a composer that, for
1: that
2: but sounds
0: like... Ugh.
3: yeah <laughs> He composed an episode of um, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. He did the autopsy. Oh, I still need to finish that. Okay, oh, the
0: autopsy one's
3: good. So, like, this is cool. a, this is a man who has defined a lot of movies that we have covered on this podcast, and I yeah. think I think that's fantastic. I I love his score for this. I don't think it's an Iron Elm Street score. Like, I okay, I do. I miss. I miss the Nightmare on Street theme that we don't even yeah. get in this. Oh, yeah, all. we don't.
1: Oh, I didn't it's think true. of that. that, that, that that's, yeah, it's
3: da in da all da of them, I would da say.
0: Da yeah. Da. That's, that's not right in a second about that.
3: no none of that and so it doesn't feel like from the very opening shot this movie does mm-hmm. not feel like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie we got that sort of blue steel Freddy's revenge yep. tiling on the screen that feels like it's from an action movie almost like from that, that decade It just there's so many weird things about this movie that I think is kind of fun but I also feel like this doesn't feel like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie to me just because there's fair. so much that was different
1: I get you Okay.
0: Well, do we want to wrap this up and get this our rating out of five? I'm very curious what Terry is going to give yeah, this. Yeah, I want
1: to start. Let's start with him because he's Shady Boots. Come on, <laughs> come on, Shady Boots. Shady Boots.
3: Oh, one thing again, going back to I think it was Grady's Grady's death when yeah. he opens his mouth and there's the eye.
1: Oh yeah, the red in oh, yeah. the back of his throat.
0: Uh, that's yeah. He so was in his throat. Oh God. Mm. Yeah, so in his throat.
1: Yeah,
3: he
0: was in his throat. That part was incredible. I forgot about how good the body horror was in this one. Yeah, honestly,
1: mm-hmm. and the claws coming out of the fingertips, that, and then ooh. that was great. Yes,
2: yeah. love that,
3: love that. <laughs> no, yep. thing and that's you. there's there's so many things in here that I, I think are good. I also really love the set direct decoration of this. There are so many little things in the background. Uh, Terrell, you mentioned the probe, yeah. board game yep. on the shelf. Yep. but like there's like a, a board in the kitchen that mm-hmm. every single time we, we we see it, it says someone called Zach called someone called him. Like who are all these people and who are they calling? Because like, <laughs> And no they just <laughs> moved in or
1: i like the, the little the girl the little sister and her little cereal box because i used to do it all the, the time the toys. yeah and she put on those fingers i used to have those too but i had the green ones with the red with the red fingernails was the witch ones yes mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but there's so many little that. things hidden in the background that i i i do think is really kind of fun like if, uh-huh. if you were someone to like watch all the different things like when the room is melting and it's so hot, and there's the phallic can- the candle that is like oh yeah and waxy yeah, and yeah. tipping oh, yeah. over, I remember, like, yep, yep, it was so hot. I would be dying.
1: I don't like heat. Oh, I'd rather my I don't windows would all be open. I'm too Arctic. big to have all this. I heat. want it to be. Same. Yeah. <laughs> period i need some air circulating up in this bitch period seriously <laughs> waking up sweating i was like oh my god i would not have been in that house
2: because no. the first
1: night
3: the first night it's like 97 degrees I i'm know. like i'm out i don't care <laughs> yes. where i'll sleep on the street i mean yeah this is ohio quote, quotations <laughs>
1: like, get, me real, get me out of that house
3: get me out of that house
0: Okay, now do you (laughs) want to give it? Oh, yeah, sorry, we got off topic
3: again.
2: (laughs) How many
0: explosive, how many exploding parakeets out of five are you giving Nightmare on Elm Street to, my friend? Very curious about what you're about to say.
3: Well, I will say when I went to go add this to Letterboxd, I had rated it as a three. Um, Okay. Uh oh. Two
2: and a half?
3: Oh my Lanta!
2: Wow. I just—I tell you, every time okay. I
3: watch this movie, I like it less. And okay, it makes me sad because I, this is my favorite. This is my favorite franchise. I love this and Alien are like my favorite franchises. Those are Ripley. like exactly. If you were to <laughs> say, if you were to say, like Terry franchise, it would be Fredhead followed by Alien because those those series are just so important to me. And I—I I don't know. There's something about this movie that I think. I I think that there's things in it that it does really well. I love Mm -hmm. the idea of changing Freddy so far from the first one so that now he's like a possession story. I like that idea. I like the body horror. I like some of the deaths that we get. We don't really get that many. I mean, when I was looking up the deaths, everyone was including everyone that died at the pool party, which I'm like... That's not those are nameless characters. they don't even have like a personality I'm like in terms of like the actual people dying, we literally have like two people. We have Grady and Schneider, the rest of them we don't even know their names, and so like i I think that I love those deaths, but I just I feel like there's not that many in this for a series that would eventually go on to have such a huge body count i don't know there's just there's so much about it that I just it's fine, <laughs> but that's that's me. What about you, Mary Beth?
0: I give it three and a half. Exploding parakeets. I know this movie has its flaws, but as I as I talked about, I see it as a fascinating kind of look at repressed homosexuality, and I think it's just so weird and different and bizarre and like campy because it doesn't mean to be mm. as weird as it is. Like exploding <laughs> parakeets yeah. and S and M clubs when he is like soaking wet. And just like logically, so bizarre. And yet, I just really enjoy watching this. And I actually, opposite of you, Terry, like it more each time that I uh, watch it. So Period. I'm going to go Same. three and a half. But Terrell, you have the final word. How many exploding yes, parakeets out of I'm five do this you give this?
1: Four exploding oh, parakeets. Yeah. Because I'll probably give it more, but I will give it four because it wasn't in my top three. But I was. for. for Growing up, I've watched this so many damn times. I remember, Mm -hmm. like, drawing pictures about the scenes out of the movie, uh, (laughs) being on the bus, seeing that guy, and I'm thinking about this movie. The movie I thought about so much. So I have to, like – I don't know. I've connected with it and I grew up with it. So – I don't know. There's a lot of stuff, like how dark it was, how scary it was. Him bursting out of them, I was scared going to bed. I'm like, okay, is he gonna burst out of me? Like, I don't know. And I, well, I was traumatized with these fucking films. Uh, I don't know. But we're watching it, rewatching it every time I do watch it, especially seeing and and watching the documentary, seeing what this went through, and I was like, oh this mm-hmm. this this is fucked up. But i don't know i like i like how different it was how dark it was uh the subject matter i i understand all that terry i get what you're saying but i don't know i like this movie i think it was a nice watch i mean it's if you want to be creeped out uh a lot of things i didn't like like i couldn't deal with like i said the hot room mm -mm, i wouldn't do that Uh, there was no chemistry between him and miss miss old girl at least meryl streep like y'all say meryl Uh, mm -hmm. (laughs) streep i don't know i really did like this movie um i was creeped out robert england he scares me he's my favorite ultimate slasher uh he brings back the camp in the next couple movies but part two i like that it's a dark horse i like different things and yes the overlooked one in the in the in the franchise my favorite four stars
3: there you go Well, thank you so much uh, for mm-hmm. joining us and uh, bringing this delightful queer movie. I uh, yes, as thank much you all as... for having
1: me. Thanks for reaching out,
3: you guys. Of course. Of course. Uh, where can our listeners find you, and um, what do you have that you can plug in, and
1: share? Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at Terrell eighty um, eight and uh, the Overlook Theaters YouTube page. I have my Blu Ray Tuesday with Terrell. Uh, the newest episode. I have my 80th episode dropping. Isn't that crazy? I thought it was that's crazy, amazing. Right? 80 that's amazing. episodes, it's wild.
0: That's yeah, I've been wild. doing
1: unboxings. I'm doing fr- a franchise ranking coming up. I did my, I recorded my first episode. hasn't dropped yet for Final Destination. So stay tuned. It just had oh, its cool. anniversary of its first film. So I rank all the five. Part six was just announced. I love Final Destination. I don't know if you all talked about that one yet, but that's a great franchise. So in my that's opinion. so funny.
3: It's funny yes, they bring Abby. that up because one, we 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 did talk with final the first Final Destination with Cooper Coach from oh. Swallowed yeah 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 so we talked about that and then right now because mary beth has only ever seen the first one for that episode what? so we're going through uh on oh our little God. cuts or mini so you have to watch where- it's
1: almost like a slasher in itself death is yeah, the slasher I just,
0: tony todd I just, yeah i just watched the second one for our mini so i've seen one oh, and, no two, that. and every time i'm behind that
1: that type of truck yep. with them fucking i always always think oh, of yeah. final destination part two yeah. Um, and Miss Clear with her. Uh, I don't like that name. Why didn't they just name her Claire? But anyways, uh, final destination. Love love that franchise. franchise. The rivers are yeah. so clear. Yeah, <laughs> <Good laughs> yeah, that. But yes, that's what I have coming up. Um, yeah, this you can follow all the updates yeah. there with that, and um, stay tuned for Uff uh, Virtual. That's coming up soon as well. Yay! Yes, and listeners um, will will throw um a
3: link to Terrell's uh, YouTube show and everything in the in the comments so oh, i appreciate that make sure Thank to go check you. that out of course thanks guys
0: uh so listeners you've heard from us we want to hear from you what was your experience with the nightmare on elm street 2 freddie's revenge you can send us an email at scarredforlifepodcast life podcast at gmail.com or reach out to us directly on twitter i am at mb mcandrews
3: and i'm a gaily dreadful
0: and of course don't forget to follow the
3: podcast on twitter at scarred podcast And please don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. And if you want to help support us, uh, sign up through Patreon.
0: Thank you to Eric Power for our artwork. Thank you to Sean Keller for our music. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please stay safe out there. Most importantly, stay creepy.
3: And until next
0: time. you pick up some scratches because you want a fun break the playful way you scratch is the next choice you should make you can make your dog's leg kick and scratch with that you could even grab a laser pointer
1: and use your cat. you can build yourself a homemade scratching machine or use a piece from your chest set. go ahead grab the queen scratch for like a dj your record player a cactus could scratch off that scratchable layer because when it comes to scratching there's a million playful ways thanks to scratches from the california
2: lottery a little play can make a day